Before we start the show, I want to thank the thousands of you, the thousands who have read This Book Will Make You Dangerous. Many of you have told me that the book's unique way of exploring fear, confidence, and purpose has had a lasting impact, that it's much easier for you to get clarity and direction about what really matters and what you want to do in this lifetime. It's also amazing to hear that quite a few of you have read it multiple times and even bought copies for friends, so thank you again. Just in case you weren't aware, I created a free companion video course for the book, and in these videos, I walk you through the big takeaways and practices from each chapter. And I even cover some extra stuff that's not included in the book. Information on how to access the course is in newer versions of the book. And if you own an older version of the book and you don't know how to access the course, just hit me up via the contact form at triplinear.com and we'll get you all set up. And one last thing, if you're one of the thousands who have already read the book, please consider leaving an honest review on Amazon so that others can decide if it's right for them. Again, thank you so much for reading. This book will make you dangerous. And now let's start the show. What if we took the pressure off of your career to repair the relationship with your daughters? What if it's not the job of your career to repair what happened with your daughters? As you said that, <laughs> I had this image of a fucking valve stem like on a tire. And it just was like and I could breathe again. There was, oh, there's room. I feel like I can't breathe with all that pressure. It's like so fucking heavy. Yeah. It's too much. You are listening to The New Man, Beyond the Macho Jerk and the New Age Wimp. Your host is men's coach, Trip Lanier. Is success just a way to make you look more impressive? Do you ruminate about ways to get the approval of others? And what truly motivates you to be more successful? Today's call is an emotional one. Our guy has had a checkered past which has left him estranged from his daughters. He's gotten his own life back on track, but when it comes to his girls, there's still a lot to repair. In this call, we start out talking about making money, but we quickly reveal what's driving his need for success. Make sure to stick around to the end to hear how things have progressed since this call was recorded. What you're about to hear is an actual coaching call. The person being coached volunteered and gave explicit permission to have our conversation recorded for this podcast. Where do we want to kick things off today, even if it's not exactly where we end up? Watching you do what you do inspired me and woke something up in me to want to do the same thing. And I have been. And I've, there's been this pattern. Um, I was running the men's group, coaching men, um, primarily a few women. And then, like, I'll go and I'm like, I'm fucking doing it. And then it's like foot, one foot on the gas. And then there's like a foot on the brake. You're like, ah, who, the imposter syndrome. Like, who the fuck do I think I am? Hmm. Um, and I think there's other layers. I left after living there for 27 years to come back to where, this is where I grew up 27 years here. Leaving, the man I left as was not even remotely close to the man that I am today. So it's like, I came back to serve my community and the men in this area 
because I was a lost young man, uh, drugs, alcohol, all of it, you know, thief, lie, you just not, just lost. Um, and coming back, I've been able to be a leader in my community and um, involved with some really great organizations. And I'm also noticing a pattern in my life where I have a full-time job, but I've never made the transition, got the boat close enough to the dock, always would fall back on the safety and security of my full-time job. I'm doing what I love to do. I don't hate waking up every morning. I get to serve, but it's like, how, how do I make that transition? Like you say, the rat race, how the fuck do I get, how do I leave the job behind and, and jump with both feet in a way that doesn't leave me hanging? Because in my marriage, I think that had a bearing and was part of the reason that it cost me my marriage. I was like gung ho. I'm going to, you know, I started a kid's fitness business and so I could take my kids to work with me. And, you know, I, that was the first change that I made in my life. Uh, I was 50 pounds overweight, drugs, alcohol. And once I had my first daughter, I gave all that up and I was, I became a personal trainer and top personal trainer. I just climbed the ranks and then I started my own business. And then I got scared and I would go back to driving a truck. And I, I see this pattern where I would, go into what I really loved. And then I would be like, uh, go back to, you know, the safety and security of a paycheck. And so I, I guess what comes up for me is talking about finding a path through to leaving the rat race behind and really getting uncomfortable and stepping into what I really love doing. But you're able to, right now, you're able to do the thing you say you love to do. It's just not the, the main way you fund your lifestyle. Is that right? Correct. Yeah, I do. Okay. Every day I get to do what I love to do. I get to have conversations with men, um, serve the homeless, um, be of service in my community and, and be a leader. So I love it. Like I absolutely love that I get to do that. And then there's this voice inside of me that's always saying, you can do more. You can do more. You can be more. You can. And then there's a voice that says, you don't know what you're doing. Right. Let me see if I got the picture so far, which is you currently you've been able to make some major life changes from the path yeah. you were on, which doesn't sound sustainable. It was not sustainable. The drugs, no, the alcohol, I being overweight. Uh, questionable choices in terms of yeah, lawlessness, yeah, right? Yeah, super lawlessness. Okay, so huge, huge respect for you to turn that around. And now you're in a position where you can fund your lifestyle and also do what you love to do, impacting people, young people, whether it's or men or whatever, all the, all the various ways you've, you've named that you've been able to do that, right? Yeah. Yeah. And then it sounds like there's something in here where I, I hear an expectation or something of like, I should be able to make a living at this, or is that what it is? What's, what's the voice? I should? What's the should? Yeah. Um, I, it, it's, yeah, I should be able to make a living at this. I should know how to do this. I should, 
be able to make a transition into doing this. Yeah, I should be able to do that. Yeah, definitely. Right. That's what it is. What, what would be in, in it, let's follow this a little bit more. So what would be different in your life if what you call your passion was also mm-hmm. affording your lifestyle? What do you think would be different? It doesn't have to be logical. Okay. So, but if you think about it, okay, I'm making enough money or I'm making more than enough money from my quote passion of helping and serving people, what would be different? I feel like that voice, that inner dialogue would subside. So that feels like to me if that, the volume on that decreases, it feels like it would be more peaceful inside my body, more peace, more, yeah, that's what comes up. And if we ask that part of you now that that has this big should, that you should be able to make money doing this, what what are the, what are some of the other things that this that I should do more, I can do more, I should be more? That is that the same voice? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, okay. it is. It's the same voice. It's okay, like a younger part of me. Okay, yeah. So let, let's appreciate this part. And if we listen to him, what is it that he sees or he's, what's he concerned about? What's he, if you don't do more, are you, if you don't should follow the shoulds here, what's he, what's he concerned about? That's a great question. What's he concerned about? <sighs> that he won't be loved. That he won't be adored, he won't be respected. Um, uh, there's another layer, um, and it has to do with the relationship with my my children. So it's the adult me, and it's this younger part of me. Like if because my past behaviors, I think, have had an impact on my family. I'm still trying to clean up the relationship that I have with my two daughters. And if they could see me now, then that would change our relationship. Okay. That would be a, make things different or somehow they would view me in a different light or they would love me or they would speak to me. Okay. So if I, if, if we follow this down in this moment, Hmm. This this voice of you should be more, you should do more, you should take this ability to serve and help others, whether it's men or people in the community with their health and fitness and or their way of being in the world. If if you did this more and you were able to actually pay your bills and have a successful career and business around it, then according to this part, then that would open the door to having the relationship you want with your daughters. Is that right? Yeah, and and I have a son too, and it's like, I, yeah, it, it, like all three of my kids. It, yeah, then it would things would somehow be magically different. Okay, keep telling me about magically different. Um, let's see. They live in. I I left during COVID after 27 years of living there, um, it's been hard to make the transition to come back here. The, my relationship with their mother and them was a bit challenged after being divorced for 13 years and my life fell apart. Lost my job, 
lost my business, challenged in communicating the relationship with their mom, with them, and I felt alone. And I needed to be with family, so I decided I wanted to come back here. So I reached, I had a story that my parents, or my mom, my dad passed away. You know, they wouldn't welcome me back here. For some reason, I had this narrative that I created that, you know, I, I was embarrassed, I felt shame, and asking them for help was gonna be a lot. So I finally just said, fuck it, I'm, I'm gonna call them up. And they welcomed me with, they're like, are you kidding me? Come home, you know, we, we want you here, bring it. <laughs> and beautiful. so right in the, it, yeah, it was fucking cool, man. Like, because it just helped me to relax. And like, I had somewhere to go because I felt like I had nowhere to go. And I jumped in my car and I headed back and um, yeah, coming back here was like life-changing. It, I know it was the right move, but then I have this, this, thing about leaving and then my kids feeling abandoned by me mm. mm-hmm. okay. and uh and if we come back to this part it somehow believes that if you were successful i'm going to use that word successful yeah that with this business this next phase with your business that that would somehow repair the relationship with your kids yes yeah yeah Anything else you'd add? If we listen to this part, this guy that's pushing you, you got to be more, you got to do more. Mm, Let's see. Yeah. And I think it's also, there's something coming in right now. It's like proving to my dad, like I saw him work his ass off 80, 90 hours, 80, 90 hours a week. And I, I knew he had dreams and hopes and he never lived them out. Uh Uh-huh. And, and so it's like, I feel like an extension, like it's not, it's proving something to my dad. Like, not like I did better than you. Like, look at dad, we made it. Like, this is for, this is for us. Mm. This is, I knew that you had something that you wanted to do more than what you did. And this is me doing this, not only for me, but for us mm-hmm. um, and for my son and for my daughters and, um, yeah. Okay. And he passed away, right? Yeah, he passed away six years ago. Yeah. Okay. So it's going to be kind of hard to get his approval at this point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I got him over here on this like puja table, man. I can look at him. I got his cufflinks and his school ring. I can ask him. Okay. Um, yeah, hey, uh, you know, we have all got our ways, right? Yeah. All right. Um. <laughs> How much money do you think you'd have to be making to get your kids to finally love you and feel like you didn't leave them? Oh, fuck. All of it. All the money. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we better get started, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, um, Yeah, that's that's a great question, too. Like, that, I'm thinking about what you're saying. Like, putting a dollar amount on love, like if I made this X amount of dollars, then they would love me X amount more. <laughs> it's fucking stupid. <laughs> like I, I know my kids love me. It's, and I don't think it has to do with money. Hearing you say that, like being rational about it, like, no, you know, there is no dollar amount. I can make all the money and they, you know, that really doesn't. Well, is it, if it's not money, then is it some kind of influence? Like some kind of look at dad's 
kind of status in the world. Look at him. It's not just the money. He's, look, he's important now. All these people are appreciating him. And I, I think it's because of some of the things that happened when they were younger. I want them to see that I've changed my behavior. It's my, my son has. He gets it. Our relationship has been repaired. We communicate in my daughter's is challenged and that's hard for me to accept as a father and as a man that my behavior had an impact on them and we didn't we have i'm not going to say we have not completely but because there was a time lapse between the rupture and not having the opportunity to repair that it's had an impact on them. So they have a narrative of who they think I am. Mm-hmm. And, and I have made substantial, substantial steps and changes to be a better man because of the impact my behavior has had on them. And I want them, I'd like the opportunity more than anything to let, to, to have the conversation, to listen to them, to understand them and how my behavior impacted them. And, my youngest daughter recently allowed me, she cracked the door because they had set some boundaries where they're like, okay. we're not going to have this conversation. All right. So I think this, is, this helps me understand it's a little more clear, which is like I'm limited in the ways that I can show them that I'm not that person. And so limited. maybe I've got another theory that if I go and do these things and I make this money or if I become this other person and I can show that to them. Hey, I'm not that guy that you thought I was. I'm not the guy, I'm not that guy that you had to push away. Yeah, Be, so because of what happened, I chose this path to first help myself to become a better man and understand why I behaved the way that I did, and then now help other men who are a few steps behind me that maybe they don't have to go through what it was that our family went through. And I want you to know that what our, what, what I put our family through wasn't in vain, that it had to happen and that because of that, there's this, and it doesn't, it doesn't have, it, we don't, I don't have to pass this on. Like it stops, it started and stopped with me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I can, I can really feel that. And it makes a lot more sense. It's not just about the money. No. Right. Not at all. Like it's, I don't give a I don't give a lot of fucks about the money. And I, I, I do, of course, like, you know, there is that aspect of it for sure. Right. But it's a weird algebra. If I do this and then do that and then do this, then I can show that, Hey, all of this wasn't in vain. Yeah. 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 And I'm not that guy. I'm not that guy that you think I am. Correct. Yeah. It's the biggest thing is I love my daughters, man, more than anything in the world. And knowing that I hurt them, it fucking, it kills me. Yeah. What if we took the pressure off of your career? What if we took the pressure off of 
this mission that you have to serve others to repair the relationship with your daughters? What if it's not the job of your career or your mission to repair what happened with your daughters? As you said that, <laughs> it felt like, as you said, let, what if we relieve the pressure? I, I had this image of a fucking valve stem, like on a tire, and it just was like, and I could breathe again. There was, oh, there's room. There's room. And it felt great. Like, pressure needs to be off because I can't, I feel like I can't breathe with all that pressure. It's like so fucking heavy. Yeah. It's too much. It's also a burden on the people you're serving. Mm. And I'll explain why. It's right. It's like, I need, I need to make an impact on them. I need to make a difference in their lives. I need this. It's not really about them. It's for me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah dude, that was, yeah. Thank you for that. I, I didn't, I, yeah, big time. Then it's, it, it's totally not about them at all. And that's not serving anybody. It's like me, 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 me. That's fucking selfish as fuck. It's, it's, I mean, we love to help people. It feels good to help people, right? It's, it's a yeah. wonderful exchange and it makes life meaningful, but there's, it's different when there's that hook of mm. like, come on, <laughs> have your breakthrough, yeah. brother. I need you to have this breakthrough. <laughs> It's like I need some, it's a fix, man. Like I'm slapping my arm, man. You better fucking have a breakthrough today. My daughter's hanging on this, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes, absolutely, man, for sure. So if we think about wherever, wherever it starts to feel tight or that grip starts to come in and like I've got to make something happen or this has to be a certain way, that's a wonderful place to slow down, especially when it involves somebody else. Like we're doing something for somebody else. Absolutely. And if we're not aware of it, we're kind of strong arming things into that place. Mm. It's one of the reasons why I had that. We had made agreements before we had this conversation where it was like, let's relax that this could go completely sideways. Nothing has to happen today. And that was for both of us just to allow us to go into this place with just open curiosity and knowing that it was completely okay for nothing to happen that la letting go of that attachment. But if I've got this attachment and I need this person to be different or move in a different place or to something to happen so I get paid or whatever, then I can't, it's really hard to do this work. It is, man. I can, yeah. That, it's a burden on the other person. Yeah. Thank you for that. It also makes the work hard. Yeah. But, and... I could see how the attachment creates the suffering. So relaxing into not having an expectation would make, would not only make it better for them because I'd be coming from a place of true service where it's not about me. It's like, like what you're doing for me right now. Like just relax. Something happens. Cool. If it doesn't cool. There's nothing. And I feel that from you. Like, I don't feel like, ah, oh, fuck, man. I gotta, I gotta get this podcast downloaded a million times. So you better fucking, you know, but that's what I'm, I'm not getting that from you. So thanks for modeling that. 
It reminds me of, of, of I've been fortunate to have some really quality women in my life. And if I was in an insecure place, I would, it would become about sexual performance and, have, and to have a woman be like, slow down, talk, let's stop. This, you're not, you think you're trying to help me and you think you're trying to get me off, but this is not it. <laughs> it's, it's funny you say that because I was thinking about, you know, relationships and women and yeah, how that could be extremely unattractive and a turnoff and yeah, just have her having you just slow down and breathe and like, don't do me any favors and try to, you know, whatever. Yeah. And it's also the, uh, I need to get her off so I feel better about me. Right. Oh, so look at me. Been. I'm a, I'm a man or whatever. I'm enough. Mm -hmm. I'm adequate because I was able to get her to do a thing. Mm -hmm. And nobody wants to feel like a means to an end in that regard. I mean, maybe it's a little playful if you got a good <laughs> relationship. There's yeah. that phase too, right? Yeah, so, for sure, for sure. But the, but the, but that like, this is a really about me. Your pleasure's about me. Mm. That's the, there's this real subtle hook there. And yeah, being able to name that and like, oh, right, I am doing that thing. I am making it about me. This is about my insecurity. Mm. Yeah, I, and I wasn't seeing that at all. And now it's like, oh, yuck. That's, you know, like, it, 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 what it's reminding me of is to get really present and just be in my body and not be in my head um, and just be really allowing. Um, this is why I think you're in a good position because you have a way to pay your bills and take care of that. And it takes the pressure off of, oh shit, this week I got to make X and Y happen with people's lives. Like you don't have to, it can, yeah. you, you, you have this space. And I, I think this is where a lot of folks get wrapped up where it's like, my mission has to be the thing that pays my bills. And mm. it's wonderful if you can, but you got to understand yeah. that it starts to muddy the waters too. And it can create that that urgency or that scarcity, and it can it can really start to mess with our heads in that regard. So, if you can create an environment where you can show up with an open heart, and you can just be in that curious place, and nothing has to happen, you might find that you have the most fun, but you also do the most impactful work. I feel that big time. It, there's a, and I'll add something like there was a piece about my full time job. I'm not good enough because I'm doing that and hearing you say it's a good thing. You, you are, you have a, you're in a position, you, you make a good income and you get to serve. So relax, be appreciative of what you have come to the, come to this service piece with an open heart rather than from a place of it being about you and there's no hook and that feels like freedom like i feel free and uh again more room to be able to be of service to others knowing that and it's me telling myself that i'm enough like it doesn't have to be a different way i don't have to have a different job it doesn't have to be any other way than the way that it is right now mm -hmm. and then from that place moving forward yeah, and, and what's also true at the same time is I want to repair the relationship with my daughters, right? That doesn't go away. <clears throat> but now it's not obscured or muddied with, cool, the way to do that is to go do this impressive thing. Right, yeah, yep. 
Yeah, I love that. So if we start to play with this, this spaciousness and this freedom, the la- you know, releasing the pressure off of the work that you do that's tied to your mission, and we start to really bring into focus the deep desire you have to repair the relationship with your daughter. I understand that's a two-way street. They've got to be able to meet you in that regard. But what can we do to make sure your side of the street is in alignment with where you are? That's a great question. And I think it starts with what we just discussed, like them not feeling like a hook from me or me. I can't do anything over there. Like really, like you said, they have to meet me. My youngest daughter has set some boundaries and has cracked the door open. She hadn't spoken to me for years. And she just recently, when I went back to visit her, she cracked the door open. She cracked the door and we had a conversation. So she experienced me differently. So there's there's that. My other daughter, she's going to have to move towards me. Like I, I guess to answer your question, I can continue to do the work over here on me and continue to grow and develop myself. I can't do anything over there unless, like you said, I met. And that, it's hard at times. It feels hard at times. Like, you know, and it's also like, okay, I can try to be not attached like to any sort of outcome. Like, well, I like that catch because I think that's that's where we can stay in integrity with ourselves. I love my daughters. I want to have a connection with them. I want to have a genuine connection with them. And that connection can't come at the cost of me trying to manipulate this thing to feel okay for me. Like I, I might have to sit in that fire that I love them and I'm misunderstood. Yeah. I'm not who they think I am. Yeah. Um, whatever those things are. This is really tough stuff but I want to help you see where that hook is still coming in and the desire to connect might be so you feel validated. See, my daughter's like me again. I'm okay. Versus I just want my daughters back in my life. I want to connect with them. I want to watch them grow. I want to, I want to understand who they are as, as people and who they're becoming. Yeah. That's more, that is more of what it is for me. It's, it's not to make me feel better. There was a point where I didn't know how to listen to understand them. So it really is, about understanding them and being, you know, that part isn't so much about relief for me sitting in it. I've been sitting in it for a long time and it's fucking brutal. And, and I know there has been some alchemy. Like I get that being and sitting with the uncomfortable feelings has transformed me. Like I had to go through that. Had I not learned to be with those emotions, it wouldn't be possible for me to have a relationship with a relationship with them if they so choose, because it would then be about me. But I have and will continue to sit in that fire. It's fucking brutal. And that's I think that's the work um, as a man. I think there's a uh, there's a parallel here, which is what do I do? How do I design my life? How do I? show up, what choices do I make so that I can stay in an open heart and spacious, mm-hmm. not only with the people that I help in my mission, but also towards my daughters, even if they're, the door's closed with them. Mm-hmm. And a lot of us are like, well, I'll open my heart when I get something. Mm-hmm. 
And your job might be to just remain patient and have an open heart and not be tapping on the window every 30 day, you know, 30 minutes. And like, Hey, I'm still out here. Will you like me now? Right? Yeah. 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 Right? For, absolutely. But yeah. the consistently yeah. like I'm here, I'm not going anywhere. I'm going to be, I am your father. I'm always going to be your father. My heart is here. And at any time I am ready to join you. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm, I'm curious about, because I know I've done some of the window tapping. Hey, hey, I'm, I'm over here. <laughs> I'll be okay. honest, I would probably have rocks and throwing through the window. <laughs> so I, can, yeah, I can't imagine. Yeah. It's fuck. Yeah, it's hard, man. And I, I'm finding ways that I can, you know, I'm finding ways of staying here, but not too intrusive, not too invasively. Um, and you know, so far so good. Like I said, my youngest daughter opened the door, cracked it. Okay. You know, she's, she's we, we, that's cool. Um, and again, like just at what you said, being patient and, and not tapping on the window. I like that. Like, don't, don't always be up in their grill. And it's like allowing them to have the space. And like you said, keep the open heart. Um, yeah. And I just want to circle back to the tapping on the window. Cause I, I, I where I'm coming from is that that clingy thing of I need you yeah. to make me I need you to make me feel okay, which is yeah. different than your I can appreciate where you are and I'm your father and I'm here and I would love nothing more for us to than to reconnect. So yeah, that's a huge difference. Right. And that doesn't mean that you're not there and you don't contact them or send them cards or whatever the things I don't know what's allowed. But that but that's the that's the thing is to continuously broadcast that signal, but not with the hook like you owe me something and, or please come and rescue me, that kind of thing. There's definitely some validity to the point about them rescuing me and that's not their role. It's not their job. Like I got to rescue myself. I, I get that for sure. I'm curious, like, how do you let go of that? Like, how do you drop that shit? Well, I think that, I think the confusing part for some is that that doesn't mean we don't want something. Mm. And so it's, it is really hard. Like I can want something. I can really want to be with this person or I could really want to have this relationship and it can hurt that it's not happening. It can hurt that the door is closed and I can feel that hurt. I can feel that disappointment and that pain. And I don't, but I don't need to do any manipulation or whatever. I, I don't have to play games. I don't have to get, in, get involved in that stuff that it can be just as simple as I would love to be with you. I would love to have a relationship with you. And I understand that that's not where you are right now. Yeah. And then you get yeah. to be in that, that fire. But, but I, think, I think if you think about where we started this conversation, if I just did this and I just did that, right? Yeah. There's the then. then. Yeah. And there's the suffering. Right. Got it. Yep. I feel like the hook just went, just fell out. Like out of the side of my mouth. Beautiful. And now imagine how much more powerfully you can move through the world when you're not navigating, oh, what do I make sure I don't want to screw that up? And don't, you're, you're doing the, the, like little, this little side door thing in order to, quote, get that thing. And now you can just focus. No, I'm, I'm, this is what I'm really here to do. Yeah. And, and that feels so much better. Like, thanks for getting, helping me get the hook out. 
Um, well, it might be back in at five in the afternoon today, so it, it's a continuous I'm sure, process. Yeah, no, it's gone forever. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's how this works, right? That's how this works. You know, I'm, I'm, I like the word you use. I'm exonerated now. I there's no, no more suffering. I'm good. <laughs> no. I, can, I, I can just thank you. All right. Yeah, one conversation, it's over. But I, I, you know, but you bring up a good point because this is where the practice comes in, right? And this is where I was, I was alluding to earlier, which is the things you do to keep your side of the street clean. So you might have like a poker tell, like I know when I start to do this that I'm doing that thing again, and I notice when I start to worry about X, Y, Z, or I start to feel this pressure in the chest or whatever, I'm back on that attachment train. I'm back on that manipulation train. And yeah. so what do I do to come back to center? And that becomes your practice. So whatever, it's a spiritual practice, it's an emotional practice, it's pivoting into other things. But this is, it's over and over again. It's like balancing a basketball on your finger. You're just, you're in constant motion and you're noticing, oh, I'm getting sucked in, getting sucked mm -hmm. back into the thing that I do. And so I come back. And this is why we meditate. This is why we do the journaling. This is why you do the other practices of talking with others or whatever it is, to, to, because we will be seduced and suckered back into that place. There is no exoneration, as you, as you pointed out. So it's, you're anticipating it. At when am I going to get suckered back in? When am I going to get pulled back in? And knowing what it feels like and knowing what your behaviors look like so that you can pivot back into different places. So what I'm getting is when I start to feel that tightness and that's what it is for me. It's like a tightness in my chest. It's like, like I'm clenching my fists. I'm, I'm feeling contracted. That's the information to get me to pay attention, to pivot, meditate, have a conversation, to have me go work out, go, yeah, work, go out. work out, go play, do whatever you got to do. And, and it's also just helpful. What would I do if I wasn't attached? It just can help mm -hmm. like, oh, I wouldn't be scheming to prove this thing and get this approval. Okay, if I wasn't striving for approval, then how would I handle X, Y, Z right now? And a lot of times there's a difference. Oh, well, I wouldn't be, you know, gritting my teeth trying to get this person to like me or get this person to do X, Y, Z. Okay, so I might still want that approval and I might still wish that could, that could happen, but I don't, my choices can be different. Say more about that, like my choices. Like I know you just did, you spoke to it, but like, yeah. So if I'm looking at my business as a way to prove something for, about me and have mm -hmm. me feel better about me, and that's mm -hmm. not how I want to be doing things. Like that's where this pressure comes in. Right. And this urgency comes in. I could start to ask myself, well, what would I do if I didn't need this business to prove anything? What would I do if I didn't need this business to have me feel validated? That doesn't mean we don't enjoy the, that, that, those perks, um, but it doesn't, it doesn't become the purpose of it. And so I might just recognize, oh, I wouldn't sweat these things. I wouldn't be worried about this stuff. I would just pivot and, worry to, and concern myself with these things and focus on that. Gotcha. And if you learn, you know, if we had more time, it would be great to you, you just create a catalog of the, oh, these behaviors are the shit that I do when I'm in proving mode and approval seeking mode. And you might find that you don't need to do any of that shit. Yeah. And so if you yeah, start to slip back into it, it's like, okay, I can come, I can come back to center and, and do these other things instead. Yeah. So contracted versus open-hearted, mm -hmm. hooked versus authentic. And 
And we don't have to wait until we're in an open heart. We don't have to wait until we're not attached to do those things. We can just pivot back into it and then the heart can open that way. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. So the, so the be taking action creates a, cr- taking action and doing the behaviors that elicit an open heart. Like yeah. noticing, hey, here comes that the hook, the attachment thing. I'm doing that thing again. Now I just pivot, do the behaviors that are not, you know, uh, involving me needing them or things to be any other way than they are. It's like, oh, there's the space that I need. There's the creativity. There's the the open heartedness and the freedom to express it in any moment. So, oh, I'm noticing that I'm doing that right now as I'm working with you. Okay, I'm gonna. I just want to name it. I notice I'm doing this thing to want to get approval right now. So let me just take a minute to ground myself and come back. And, or maybe we pause the session or whatever it is, or whatever the work is you're doing. Like it just, if we feel like we can't express it and we can't reveal it, then it has a lot more power. But if we can just name it, like I'm doing that fucking thing again. Okay. It can, it's just, like you said, that, that visceral sense of allowing that valve to open and release, then you can just come back to center. Yeah. Over and over and over again. Anticipate that. Yeah. I think that that's really helpful knowing it's not if it'll happen again, it's like when, and then, and then being prepared, having tools to navigate that over and over and over again. Like, yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah, that, that, that feels um, it's like having a plan. And if you've done versions of this in the past with, because of food or substances or other behaviors, you've got a sense of this. You've got a sense of that internal gnawing of like, oh, I need this right now. I've got to go in this direction. I won't be okay unless I have X, Y, Z. You understand how to pivot into healthier behaviors and healthier choices. Mm-hmm. So this is, a, this is a different version of that. Okay. Yeah. And it's just putting it into practice in these instances. Yeah, and there'll be days where you're sad. I want this connection. It's not happening, and it's okay. It's totally okay. You can still want it. Be with it. Feel it. Sit with it. Yeah, yeah, not not avoid it. Or posture. I don't want it. Fuck them. They don't want to be with me. Fuck them. Yeah. And then you're like checking on them. Do they text? Do they call? (laughs) I'll be on Instagram looking at the like my daughter, my youngest daughter just went to college, and like I saw her and I light up, man. I she is a fucking leader. She's a badass. like the shit that she just transformed her life. Like I'm, I'm impressed with what she's done and and is doing and will continue to do with her life. And um, it's cool because I still get to see what she's up to, man. And um, she's a badass, right? So I'll be on. I'll check out her the, the page, and there she is, like right there, man. Like, and I'm lit up, like so proud so yeah. grateful that, and that's that's enough just you know that's enough like, and you know yeah the, and then there's those moments of like did they text did they call what's going on right. i need that to be okay so one thing i want to throw out there is that we've we've gone from i'm going to do xyz and that's going to get my girls back mm. and repair the trust repair it's all the other things right mm-hmm. and what this is outside of my area of expertise and i would encourage you this is one of the things i'd like to create an agreement with you is it is for you to find i'm sure somebody's written books i'm sure somebody has figured this out 
And so if the old idea was, I'll just go and build this new way of life and this business, et cetera, and that'll do the trick, go find the healthy way. Who's modeling the healthy way? Who has ways to do that? Because I don't want you to feel under-resourced there. We've left a vacuum. Mm-hmm. And we've talked about how you can deal with this emotionally on an emotional level, but there might be some other ways, there might be some other strategies or something to do there. And I would like for you to not leave that opportunity unchecked. Does that make yeah, sense? That makes, that makes perfect sense. Yeah, looking for other resources for someone who has gone through this very thing. And, sure, and it's huge. It's got to be so common, right? It's got to be really yeah. common. Yeah. I, I, and of course, I feel like I'm, I'm the only one. I'm the only dad going through this. I'm the only man. <laughs> oh, I feel really fortunate. Out of billions of dads, you know, you're the guy. <laughs> yeah. It feels like that sometimes, though, in, you know, in life. Like, yeah, I'm the only one. I'm so unique. Yeah. I, like I said, I feel very privileged to talk to you. So, um. <laughs> <laughs> yep, of course. And then how could we take today's conversation and turn it into practices and new, new ways of behaving? Mm. You help me to see where I'm hooked and where that isn't serving me or the people that I'm working with or my daughters. It's not serving anyone. So that helping me to see that, the takeaway that I'm having is to notice it, name it, be with it, and then pivot, shift in that I'm enough right now. Like nothing needs to change for me to be enough. Like, and also look into someone who, someone else who has had this experience or something similar, so I can look into ways that might be more helpful and might serve me in trying to repair the relationship with my daughters. Okay. And what this does is it takes the pressure off of your work and it takes the pressure off of your daughters to help you just enjoy your life. Yeah, yeah, definitely one. Right, so what, what can you do to enjoy your life even if it's not some of these the ideals that you want, you still get to enjoy your life. And what it does is it takes the pressure off of them to mm. do that for you. The, my way was like, you stay stuck and you just keep, there's this looping pattern. You just keep going back into not enough. I need my daughters to be okay. I need this business to be okay. Hook, hook, hook. Like, okay, that's there, that's coming be prepared. And now it's like the way through is new behaviors that will allow me to have an open heart and continue to live my life with more peace, more freedom, just, and that's still there. It's not going away and that's okay. Tough, tough path to walk, but yeah, it takes the burden off of them. Yeah. Beautiful. Well, I really appreciate, uh, where we started and where we are, because uh, you're not alone. I mean, I, I this pattern of using our work to fix and heal all this other shit that we have in our lives is just, it's everywhere. And it's, mm. I think it's natural. I think it's part of our wiring. It's like, okay, this is my contribution. So I use, this is, I identify with my contribution and my contribution is going to be the thing that kind of checks all these boxes everywhere else. And it's just really easy to, to slip into that and I can do it and you're certainly not alone here. So the work you did today is gonna help many, many people. 
Man, thank you. Thanks for the, and yeah, thank you for the opportunity and for the guidance and for modeling what you model, man. Like, yeah, just thank you. I feel really grateful and I feel the peace and the, the fucking relief valve is cool. there. I'm going to go fucking move my body and do some CrossFit or I don't know, jump, <laughs> do some parkour, jump on some shit. Like I feel good, man. Thank you. Thanks. Yeah. All right. Beautiful. Hey, I'd love a follow-up. Will you, will you send me a follow-up in a few weeks and let me know how you're doing? I will. All right. Sure. All right, brother. Much love to you, man. Right. Great work. Yeah. Thanks. See Peace. Bye-bye. Yeah. All right, so since this conversation was recorded, our guy has made significant progress with his younger daughter. They're in regular contact, and he has plans to visit her soon. In the meantime, he's going strong with his son and staying open to what's possible with his older daughter. If these interviews are helping you, please leave a positive review on whatever podcast app you use so that others can discover the show more easily.